When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. How you doing, guys? This is Ed Larson with the brighter side. Here, as always, is Miss Amber Nelson. How cuckoo, you doing? Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. I'm good. I just said that I have my breakfast. I uh, slammed a taco by the garbage dump because I didn't want my boss to see me eating. And boy, oh boy, was it nasty. Sounds like you guys have a very healthy relationship. Uh, <laughs> today, we, um, we're going to talk about... I've been wanting to do an episode like this for a while, and I think we're going to do a couple of them. Uh is about Native Americans and the, all the fucking bullshit they've been going through for, I don't know, ever since white people saw them. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> So much bullshit. And it is, uh, it is crazy. I mean, we know about like certain things that you're taught in school. We know about the Trail of Tears. We know about the smallpox blankets and stuff like that. It goes, and if you don't know about that, then you got to. A lot of rigging to do, Ooh. but uh, there's uh, it, it goes way deeper than that. It's about just almost some would say the extermination of a race, mm. and uh, I don't know if it was done uh, maliciously or you know, it, but it, it was done, and it is it is still going on. And Amber brought this up to me recently because you are on a quest through Los Angeles. I am, because I'm desperately trying to love Los Angeles. I'm just, so I'm going to all these museums. I love it. Oh, yeah. I think it's great. It's a spooky place. Uh, So I go to the natural, like to the Museum of History, and I go to the LA exhibit, and I discover, oh, these like, these families of people, about 30 different families came up through uh, into Southern California, and they went to this mission. And I was like, oh, what's up with that mission? So I go to the mission. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was the oldest building in South California, 1771. What mission was it? It's the San Junipero Archangel Mission. You can go see it. It is in Col... Not Culver City. Where the hell is that? Oh, well. You'll find it. You you figure it out. You figure it out. Some of these facts may be loose, but our hearts are in the right place. (laughs) They sure are. And I've I've been super... uh, I was kind of baffled to see like uh, the the Native American genocide. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a whole tribe of people, and uh, somewhere around... Oh, 9,000 to 16,000. That is a huge number that no one knows the specific amount were killed. There is no, no one has, 
they weren't keeping records back then, let's face it. No. It was just kind of willy-nilly. And, and, yeah. and then no one spoke the language of these people that is now dead. And, of course, we're talking about the Tongva tribe. Mm, and they were exterminated, fun fact, by um, Spanish Inquisition. Spanish Inquisition came to the United States and murdered people. Isn't it, that fun? I, I mean, I, I mean, fun's a tough word. The, uh, the Spanish Inquisition, I had no idea, because my knowledge of the Spanish Inquisition doesn't go past Mel Brooks. Yes. And, you know, that's just, you know, it, it's a... Go ahead and look it up. The Spanish Inquisition, YouTube, History of the World, Part 1. It's a lot of fun. And basically what it was, the Spanish Inquisition in Spain, was everyone in Spain, and this is from 1478 to 1834. Long time. So it's 356 years this lasted. This wasn't just like a 10-year war or something crazy that happened for a little while. It is a fucking healthy chunk of time. This mm. is like... Great, 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 great. Lots of grandparents. Oh, real sad. And everybody's in black all the time and upset and big old beady eyes. And they all got to take a hard shit because they're just full of stress all day. (laughs) It's disgusting. And so basically it was uh, this guy, Takabata, and he wanted everyone in Spain to be Catholic. Uh, So basically what that meant for Spain was that Jews and Muslims were told Become Catholic or get out, become Catholic or die, become Catholic or get beaten, get tortured. They'd put you you on a rack and just like pull your body limb from limb. Medieval torture, crazy Mm -hmm. shit. Like Mm -hmm. they would. And the thing was that these are people who believed uh, that if you're going to be a good Catholic, you have to torture yourself Mm -hmm. as well. And so they were in the self mutilation, as we'll talk about later on as well. But that crazy Spanish Inquisition made its way over to America because, of course, America was founded by Christopher Columbus, who was an Italian, but also worked for the Spaniards, and he came over here. And I mean, let's face it. Before we go any deeper, I got to talk to our guests because I got questions off of everything that I say. Yeah, we got a lot going on this episode. I feel like <laughs> my brain is all compacked with with jibbles. Jenna Schmieding, how are you doing? I'm great. I said your name correctly, right? Yeah. Great. And you are Lakota? Correct. Yes. Uh-huh. Lakota am, Sioux. Correct. I'm an enrolled member of the Cheyenne River uh, Lakota Sioux tribe. Mm-hmm. And I also am a non enrollee of the um, Rosebud Sioux tribe. Oh, so okay. my grandmother is a Chikanju Lakota, and my grandfather was a Minikanju Lakota. So we are enrolled through his. Tribe. Interesting. Interesting. And the Lakota, like in Lakota, there's four different types of Sioux, correct? There are actually, there are like a conglomeration of Plains tribes that are uh, part of what's called the Ocheti Shakoin, which is like the seven fires of like, and it includes the Lakota, the Dakota, and the Nakota people, um, kind of of the Great Plains region up into Canada, what is now Canada and um around the midwest wow so we're going to get into that a little bit later and talk about what it's like now for native americans but uh first we're going to talk about this uh this mission that amber found in the middle of los angeles that apparently nobody goes to nobody goes to it is a ghost town and you've been there like what four times now (laughs) (laughs) enough 
so many times. Well, even like the, the, the driver picking me up, and I feel bad saying driver because I usually take a bus everywhere, but mm. where I'm staying right now is very dangerous. Anyways, mm. but uh, so the driver picked me up and I was like, oh yeah, that's the oldest building in South California. It's a mission. And he was like, what? I've lived here for four years and I had no idea. And it was, and the building was built when? 1771. 1771. All right. Yeah, go check it out. Pretty goddamn old. And uh, Very spooky. And so the mission itself was run by this dude named Junipero, Junipero Serra. Man. Who was a missionary who started off in Mexico, which back then was called New Spain. Mm-hmm. And then when they kicked him out of there, he wandered all the way up to uh, California. He Barefoot, walked. right? Barefoot. Yeah. He walked with a leg injury. Didn't he do it a couple times? He went up and down and up and down. That's Psycho. what I heard. That's I what he know. did. He wa- the that's what fuck mission- is he thinking? That's what missionaries do. Yeah. They, they walk around screaming at people <laughs> and make sure they fucking listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he loved- what, what is it up with missionaries? Like you never oh, see man. you never see Jews walking around trying to convince everyone to be Jewish. There's something special about the Catholic missionaries. I think this is personal bias. Uh, yeah. I mean, a bunch of psychopaths. He used to flog himself, and mm. he wore this chain metal on his body, so it would like rip him up all the time. Yeah, when he because he felt like he wasn't good enough to be the the uh, missionary that he was, and he would yeah he would wear this chain mail kind of like barbed wire, and he would put it all over. It would like put it on his body, and then he would put his friar or monk yeah garb over it, so it would just like scrape up his body all the time. And like this dude. He would beat himself senseless almost every night with his because of his sinful thoughts. They're just thoughts, man. I sure. mean, like, I mean, you can't help. Them. You can't help your thoughts. I mean, we we've all thought horrible things. And it gets yeah. a really sad. Um, it's really sad, at least for me, to think that like the people who settled. Um, I'm not gonna say claimed or uh, founded. I'm gonna say the people who settled in the Americas were all religious fundamentalists. The yeah. pilgrims were fucking nuts. Yeah. The Catholics were fucking nuts. At yeah. least the mission system is insane. Well, They're these... just like intense. Big old reli- spooky eyes. Yeah, just spooky ass people who believe the most insane things yeah. religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's what Europe always did, though. They got rid of all the crazy fuckers. Yeah, they sent like, them to America. They no. sent them to Australia. They're yeah. like, yeah, like, oh, you're spooky. Why don't you get out of here? Get yeah. on a boat. They're here. There's all kinds of land over there. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. That's why we all love chicken fingers and guns. <laughs> It is. Crazy it people. Exactly is. Yeah, but this Juniper Cerro guy, I mean, he was, uh, he just wanted to convert everybody. He felt like everyone who wasn't a Catholic and if somebody was a native, uh, they were sinners. And he felt a great deal of sin that for every time he met someone that he could not convert. And th- this dude, I mean, we barely touched on it. He was like the God's best cutter. I mean, yeah. I, 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 God's not, little cutter. Not to like stress on like what this guy went through, but he had this nasty wound on his leg. Like we were saying he walked in, then he never. He was really bad at treating it, and it and it was there his whole life, his entire life. He had this wound on his leg that he could not heal, and he was walking from fucking town to town. Wow! And then. And then he also he used to he used to hold a cross over his head with his left hand, and then he would take a giant rock with his right hand, and he would just beat himself in the chest with it until he started like 
bruising bruising his bones and like he was like crack shit and everyone all the other monks like this dude's crazy you know he's like he's like they're all worried that he was gonna kill himself he's sitting there lighting his arms on fire and like he was just scarred up and down this guy was straight masochist and he was in charge yeah yeah (laughs) he's the guy that founded the beautiful state of california i mean california's nice i like it out here but (laughs) it sure is it's a damn shame that he was i mean i wonder if this place is so crazy because california it it really is the most dangerous and volatile place i've ever lived i lived all over the world really you think that i think so it's a full of people who came here with dreams and those dreams you're from new orleans new orleans is like one of the scariest places in the world i would rather walk through ninth ward with a fistful of money being like i have money (laughs) i have money and a wet pussy i'd rather do that (laughs) i mean it's very damp down there i find it to be frightening here too i think there's a lot of shady shit that people do in california it's yeah. kind of the wild, wild west, uh, like here. It's an the end of Southwest. the world culture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because this is how it was founded. It's the blood of this fucking dude scattered all over the place. Yeah. It's everyone who ran so far that they couldn't run anymore yeah. ended up in Los Angeles and then had a bunch of children. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a place where the gold rush occurred. So it's a, a it is truly like founded on the basis of money thirsty capitalists who are coming truly to destroy and pillage the resources, natural resources Mm -hmm. and whoever in their way be damned. Um, which is very insidious in my opinion. I can't imagine taking a boat from Spain all the way to Mexico, then walking from Mexico all the way up to California. Because you wouldn't you be done? Like once I get to Mexico, I'd be like, all right, I'm out. Like this is my home now. Some people like to wander. Just beat themselves while so, they do it. So basically, this guy, Junipero Serra, who was just made a saint by Pope Francis. Cool. Yeah, so he's a saint now, Saint Saint Juniper, Junipero, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone's going to take that saint name whenever they get confirmed. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me the stinky leg lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, he was a Keller? <laughs> so he was in, uh, he had this, he was an interesting, he's, Lauded as a hero to some people because mm-hmm. the because of all the missionary work that he did and the fact that he saved a lot of these Native Americans' lives and he did save their lives but he saved their lives by making them slaves and so that's not really saving a life you know I mean it, it's it doesn't work like that yeah. necessarily because if they weren't because the Mexican government at the time was killing and raping them and so the better choice was to go with Sarah. You know, which is, you're given two awful choices, but, you know, one of them doesn't involve rape and murder. But you're saying that it does involve murder. Yeah, there's a... From from the, from I'm, the, I'm going straight off of Wikipedia and a couple of Google searches. Yeah, but you I, went to the spot. I went to the spot. Yeah, well, I was reading... It's interesting because you read the Catholic... Um, writings and they say oh the women wore flowers in their hair and everyone loved it and then you read from some of the people visiting or some of the actual Francis monks and they say there's a quote saying no Indian woman was safe with the Spanish were around or the Spanish were in the neighborhood uh, they would just beat and rape everybody yeah good old Europeans mm-hmm. visitors would come by and say like they're slaves that are just being beaten I mean if Junipero Serra like beats himself like yeah, that yeah imagine what he did oh, yeah. to other people and you have to understand in the context of slavery it was very similar to uh, the African slave trade in a way it mirrored the same practices as the south of course um, because yeah. that's where they learned how to do exactly. it exactly and so you think oh it, you know the they 
promise safety to indigenous people who come to these missions. But what you're really doing is you're institutionalizing them and you're keeping them uh, in your care, quote unquote. Uh, And of course, it was tons of rape and it plus rape plus. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's crazy is you're so racist and you like look at these people less than you, yet you're forcing them to fuck you. And it's just like, it's just like, it's, your whole logic is backwards. Not that, you know, well, rape isn't about love or lust. It's about power. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, There you go. Well, (laughs) put that on a fucking bumper sticker. (laughs) But, (laughs) not a fucking bumper sticker. But, on a brighter side, there was a young woman, and I'm probably going to butcher her name, Toy Purina, T-O-Y-P-U-R-I-N-A, and she was a medicine woman who led a rebellion against the French from the monks. Yeah, yes. there were a lot of rebellions. Amazing. What a badass bitch. She was, but she wasn't that badass she because got she was got caught and murdered yeah. at, uh, at the age of 39. But she gave it a good shot, and, and you know, and it's just the whole thing is, during, it says during her lifetime, she saw 5,000 Tongva who lived in Los Angeles reduced to 1,500 through disease, mal- malnutrition, and uh, murder. Which fucking that's cuckoo. During your a 39 year period, they lost 3,500 people. Yeah, I mean, th- and then now the language it's gone is gone. The last woman who could speak it died in 1905. Yes, so it's, it's been, for over a hundred years the whole language. I mean. They have, you know, probably some information on it, but you got to imagine. I mean, this is stuff that two weeks ago we didn't even fucking know about, mm. and, you know. And th- and this is like, you know, I consider myself and you know someone who is relatively, you know, relatively informed. You're a smart man. I'm all right. <laughs> I got I got my faults. I got my pluses. I got my huge minuses. <laughs> what six times two? Uh, twelve. Come on, yeah. baby. <laughs> I'm good with those twos, but uh, it, it it's uh it's crazy because you think about this and you're like, oh fuck, this probably happened to countless other tribes that none of us have ever heard of, and in it in I, I, I'm sure I, I already said it, but this is you know it's it's horrible, it's the worst genocide in the world, and is coming from a Jew, and uh, <laughs> and it's never. You know, this is like a race of people completely wiped off the planet to a point where, you know, in 100 years, 200 years, we're going to be looked at as fucking the worst people to ever come across this con- this world, you yeah. know, in my opinion. Um, Ed's grabbing his heart. You look real sad, Ed. It's hard. It's <laughs> grabbing. I feel guilt, even though I'm Polish and my, I know my people didn't do this. Yeah, <laughs> your yeah. people just slept outside and yeah. drank. Yeah. <laughs> we might have done it to pigs and to cabbage, but <laughs> yeah. But it's just you know it, it's it, it's what's it's fucked up. You know, and there's no and, and no one. The problem is is that it goes untalked about, and for a while. It even went further, and the same you could say the same thing for slavery and black people is the Native Americans were demonized and were looked at as awful individuals, as you know, as people who were pests and called savages, and they were they were supposed to get wiped off the earth because they were, they couldn't be civilized, and and you know, like sure, some of Native American tribes were very violent and scary, but you know. 
fuck it. Who cares? I would, yeah. I would argue that very few were inherently violent and scary. Yeah. I would argue that that is a true narrative told by the white settler class. Mm. Really? Yeah. These are people who are protecting their land. They're protecting their territory. Like, of course, people are going to be like, those savages, they're brutal. They want scalps. But what the, sto- the story doesn't tell is, for example... That in 1851, I think it was 1851, um, the federal government like raked in like a million dollars for uh, something like, I I can't remember how many indigenous people scalps, but like the the script gets flipped all the time. They were literally paying for heads. Yes, yes. And so, I mean, what are you going to do? If your family and your entire community is getting attacked, like, the fuck are you going to do? You're going to, like, stand, just lay down and die? Or are you going to risk being called a savage for the rest of your days and stand up and fight? Um, It's just a matter of changing the way that you are listening to the story and who you're listening to. And Mm. unfortunately, I think, yes, because of colonization and and extermination, there aren't a lot of native voices who are represented in mainstream culture. News outlets, uh, journalism, media, entertainment, like we have very little indigenous representation happening in our country. And I think that truly affects the way that we are thinking about this issue. Mm. Um, We buy into these tropes and we buy into like what, how we're being presented and it's completely untrue yeah. yeah i think the last native american movie was pocahontas no, right? no, no. they come out all the time last year a great movie came out wind river check it out that oh, movie is okay. unbelievable and uh, there is a <laughs> did you not like wind river i didn't mind it um but i you know uh, i think Ter- taylor sheridan is attempting to do uh do right by indigenous people but it was a show created and written by a white person mm. so yes I don't know. I feel torn. <laughs> I but am at the a person same time, he could have just wrote about white people. He could have, yeah. he could have wrote them Sometimes, as awful. I think that in certain situations, you know, I think, I don't know. I could go on a tirade about this for hours, but I think there's something happening in our contemporary culture right now where it's like, who is telling the stories? Are we allowed to, as people of not in this, uh, you know, not of this group, to tell stories about these people? Uh, of course you're allowed to like nobody's gonna censor your yeah. storytelling um, but when the representation is uh, imbalanced then you have a lot of those kinds of things because ultimately the the movie Wind River if you really break it down it's a story about a white man who yeah. comes into an Indian community and is an FBI agent or helps the FBI a white solve woman. this murder of a young indigenous woman yeah oh yeah and she was barefoot and had to go running i saw that movie okay great it's all coming back so if you think about it we got wind river white man Mm -hmm. we got this uh what's her name jessica chastain did woman walks ahead or something which is about this white woman who helps chief joseph or crazy horse i think yeah it's crazy horse uh it's about a white woman who helps crazy horse uh dances with wolves is kevin costner helps it's all these white well, savior I mean, ass like, fucking things. The Native yeah. Americans saved Kevin Costner's ass in that movie. Yeah, but it's about him. It is about it's him. It's not through the lens of their experience. It's through the experience of Even the, the white revenant. person coming into this mm. community and being like, look how peaceful they're embracing me, you know, or whatever. It's like, no matter what, we haven't gotten to the point where enough Native people, because of economics, because of educa- the edu- lack of education, because of truly of economic disadvantage... 
um, representation is a huge, huge issue that we're coming up against now. Yeah, and everyone thinks that, you know, now that, you know, times have changed and everything's on the up and up for them, you know, they got casinos, they got their own land, they got their own law. But, you know, let's face it, they don't have, those places are not being, they're, they're being run by the greedy, the people who own the casinos. They're not looking out for other people. And then at the same time, you know, they're, we're shoveling drugs and we're shoveling alcohol into these communities and they're not have, they're not coming out well and the schooling in there fucking sucks, you know? So no one, they don't even have a chance to, to come up, you know? So it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not like they're not getting hired. They're not even getting a chance to learn enough to get hired. Yeah. Mm. It's the difference between, I think equality, which is that everybody's treated equally and equity, which is that everybody's given the opportunity to, at, to play at the same level. Yeah. And that's what we see with people of color and with indigenous people. Like, there's just no equity. You have a history of disadvantage. And how are you going to get ahead? Like, how are you going to, like, even get a, a spot in the same playing field as white people? It's just impossible. Um, no. Take to the streets with guns. Bitch. I mean, it <laughs> didn't work the first time. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's that, you know, I wish that was like, we joked about that on the poor episode, but, you did. know, it, it's not a real option because we will lose. And yeah. so, yeah. And so it's just, yeah. government's know. got tanks. I mean, we can all get together. The cops our, have tanks. The cops forget have the, tanks. Forget the goddamn military. The yeah. cops have all their old useless shit. Yeah. The stuff they were using back in the first Iraq war. So we got to get cops on our side to really make a revolution. <laughs> happen yeah we got to get the military on our side I yeah think we need a straight up coup i think, I think you need i think it. you had a better chance of getting the military on your side than the cops i think so right now yeah <laughs> but in the terms in the case of the tongva people what i have kind of researched because i'm not a california native um i have to do the same amount of research but i make it a point because i'm a native person or because i'm a human being who lives in the united states mm-hmm. wherever i travel i try to learn about the indigenous community of the place And I've done the same for California. And I have a lot of, because I grew up in Oregon, I have a lot of friends who are of the Klamath, the Yakima, the Warm Springs, like uh, Southern Oregon region and the Northern California, like Yurok tribe, the Hoopa tribe. Um, And so I don't know a lot of Tongva tribal members or people in this community. But um, one thing that I was fascinated to learn is that the Tongva tribe is not federally recognized. And so when you're not a federally recognized tribe, and they have been attempting to gain uh, federal recognition, they have California state recognition, um, which I'm not sure, I'm not really sure how that uh, affects their kind of their status or their ability to gain uh, services. But a federally recognized tribe has certain, is afforded certain um, government systems. For example, IHS, Indian Health Services. This means that like you can, you like on reservations, they have Indian health centers where, you know, it's like free health care or subsidized health care. Yeah. Um, they're shitty ass <laughs> hospitals <laughs> and clinics, but they are, it, you know, there are certain things if you're a federally recognized tribe, you get as a poor person, yeah. you have access to. Um, so I think that it's really interesting to hear about how wiped out. I think there are certain er, uh, regions of our country that the indigenous people have like very few, very little voice. Some of those tribes, I think, exist on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We don't know a lot about like the struggles of uh, East Coast natives. 
um and like the tribes of virginia who uh are around dc like not there's like heavy twitter presence from natives (laughs) in those regions and they're really really intelligent but like not a lot of political advocacy and then california like southern california especially i'm surprised to see how little we know how little we know and the fact that it's between nine thousand or sixteen thousand killed i mean that's just such a huge gap like what so much disease yeah so many stds that's a huge that's an std kill Well, well yeah i mean that's just how it is for all poor people across america they can't afford condoms and all they do and you can't you don't have television you don't all you can do is fuck you know, and so <laughs> I think it also has something to do with rape. That's just my opinion. But yeah. I think, yeah, like rape intermarriage and um, just, you know, pox blanket kind of shit. To give you an example of, you know, what it's like in 1492 it was estimated that 10 million uh, Native Americans lived in North America. Now it's 5 million. And so if things have been going, quote unquote, well for 50 years you figure the population would go up no it's not it's staying down it's not it's 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 like if things are good now it was fucking awful before and it's just it, it was what we did the whole way through through the trail of tears and andrew jackson uh anyone who likes andrew jackson uh take another look i mean it's because the man was basically hitler and he killed an uncountable amount of native americans and it's just it's it's it's, it drives me crazy (laughs) you know who really loves andrew jackson is our is our current president current president who who actually uh went to court against indian casinos uh, he went uh, years ago, decades ago, when the when Mohegan Sun started popping up and a couple other places because they weren't paying taxes. He was like, "Oh well, they're getting unfair. They're getting treated uh, you know, better than I am." And so he literally went to the Supreme Court to try and fucking stop Native Americans from having casinos. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. a sweetheart. He's such an angel. Oh um, yeah, he's done a lot of fucking shady shit to Native people. I mean, to all people of color, and all, that includes. You know, he like you can pull up this video of on YouTube of him, um, quote unquote, honoring the Navajo code talkers. And he like kind of fucking. Oh, yeah. This is them right in front of them. No, he totally, like, he totally. So embarrassing. That. It makes me blush slash want to kill his ass. And uh, he keeps calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas like yeah. it's an insult. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> so <laughs> weird. Like that's uh. an insult. And so it's, a, it's an insult because you're calling because you're making it an insult. <laughs> He's fucked up. <laughs> how do people think? Because uh, I actually have I've gotten mixed reviews on Pocahontas. I heard, I, I heard the movie. No, not the movie. Oh, the her. Herself. Her. Yeah, because she left and went to England. She was taken. And she went was to taken. England. She died in England in a prison at the age of twenty-one. No. Whoa. Her real name is Matawaka, and Pocahontas. I forgot how the that name came about, but yeah, John. She was a teenager and john smith was like a fucking 45 year old man yeah wasn't she like 13 or 14 yeah that's rape and stealing a woman i mean there are a lot of things that say that you know a lot of stories that are told about her being kind of a mediator between this settler Mm -hmm. the john smith settlers and 
um, her tribe of people, making sure that her tribe doesn't kill them or whatever. And maybe she had a crush. I don't fucking know what happened, but uh, I wasn't there. (laughs) Uh, Why'd she go to prison? Yeah, she she went to... She probably uh, tried to leave John Smith. They took her on a tour to show how you can... How a like the Savage Tour? She, they she, they basically took her all she was around Europe. It was Europe. Like a freak show. Yeah, it was it's like, like look at this. Uh, yeah, look at this native woman and how she's like us now. Um, and she died. I don't know if it was in a prison cell or or wherever they kept her when she was on the road and and she died. And nobody knows how she died, but sadness. most native people say sadness. A broken heart. You can die from sadness. Yes, you fucking can. You can die from depression. Are you kidding? Yeah. I often wonder if I just think real hard if I could kill myself that way. You know? Like yeah. If, yeah. I think that there it. are probably certain circumstances that would just let me die. Yeah. You know? And maybe that's one of them. Mm. you just like, oh, God, I'm going to fucking England? Uh, with And, and in, at the time, like... England must have been the most nasty fucking place. Like, can you imagine England in the 1700s? Just like people throwing like buckets of shit. Yeah, buckets of shit into the street. Just like horses clomping in mud. Well, that's the phrase it's raining cats and dogs comes from because the cats and dogs would go die in like little cricks and crevers. And then the rain would come and then it would wash them all out into the streets. So it would rain. It would just be dead cats and dogs everywhere. Yeah, that'll happen. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the stench. And it was, it's fucked up because like the story that I heard because I made that here's how here's here's how uninformed we are as Americans and myself included because I made a post a while ago on Twitter about oh he's calling Elizabeth Warren, Trump's calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas like that's even an insult and then someone wrote back like actually Pocahontas was looked out poorly by her tribe because she left and went and lived a charmed life in in uh, in in, uh, in Europe and so obviously that's not true I, I believe it. you more than that random person on fucking Twitter <laughs> but that went yeah. that like went into my fucking brain and all the way till I said it into a microphone on my own fucking show. Yeah, it, thank God you're here to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> so easy to like. It's it's so easy for. It's just so funny how easy it is for white people to tell each other stories about other people, groups of people. It just blows. We my love mind. the chit chat. Yeah, I love like the talking. Rumor mill. <laughs> rumor mill in this town. Charmed life. Yeah, charmed life. <laughs> I'm sure a, it was great. And a petticoat <laughs> and like a little little umbrella. And but I, I do think it's a kind of a I I think it's insulting because it's coming from him. I mean, I also think it's weird that Elizabeth Warren has kind of weirdly claimed that she's a member of the Cherokee Nation or I can't remember what. Is she not? No, I don't think so. <laughs> She's just a big fan. I think so. I, I mean, I'm not on the Miami Dolphins, but I love them. I well, here's an interesting <laughs> a, a fact that I'll kind of break down uh, or like some to to dispel those kinds of like rumors. So, there's it's problematic to claim indigenous heritage that you don't have. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of white people tend to do this. Well, because it's cool. It's cool. You're like, oh, I'm Cherokee. I'm, I'm fucking, fucking Cherokee. You better watch out. Cherokee. I'm going to get your uh, ass. Listen, yeah. it's a fucking <laughs> hilarious joke among all indigenous people that Cherokee are, <laughs> all white people are part Cherokee. One sixteenth Cherokee. My grandma's Cherokee. Mm-hmm. It's all crazy Cherokee. Uh, I, today, earlier, my Uber was a Cherokee. I bet. And that was great. 
That's cool. Mm. Uh, yeah. Jeep Cherokee. What do you think about the song? Jeep Cherokee? Cherokee? How do you feel about the song Cherokee and Choptow? Cherokee people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that song. Is that bad? Is it a bad song? <laughs> Is that like, you know, like rapping the N-word? I, I guess it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to I'm going to just say it's bad, but uh, oh, damn. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, here are some things that are actually bad, though. Um, that I think the fact that it's so easy for non-natives to claim native heritage is there's a history of that. And it has to do with um, the fact that because white settlers um, were coming into indigenous land and taking land, both the government and just settlers were just taking it, taking it, taking it yeah. because of its resources and because of it, the property itself, mm-hmm. um, that a lot of white people uh, married into married into native families yeah. uh, in order to get their names on like the Dawes rolls, which are basically tribal enrollment rolls and they have to, it has to do with land rights and mineral rights. So like oil uh, barons would come into tribal communities. There's this whole thing you should research called the uh, Osage murders um, in Oklahoma. Uh, the Osage tribe had like the, this string of murders and intermarriage, and it was because they were a very wealthy tribe because of oil boom that they found on their land. And so, of course, it was the beginning of the FBI, like all this crazy shit. Anyway, the problem is, is that a lot of white people became native so that they could have access to the, that oil money or that land money or whatever. And so when people claim native heritage, you never know. Like maybe you are on the Dawes roll. Like maybe you are in the tribe unless you are an active practicing member. The community has addressed, has embraced you. You are part of a native community. Like you're really not. <laughs> yeah. That's the ultimate taking your shit. I mean, it's like yeah. taking your name and then just yeah. being like, no, 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 I'm, I take it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the like the gold diggers of the, the native community are just and and so I'm and, you, so it's mine now. Yeah, and it's yeah. so crazy that uh, we still think that that's an okay thing, and you know the government endorsed it. The, the government was... Of course they did, because it was more white yeah. people taking Indian Hell land. yeah. They're like, we want that land too. Yeah. So let's buy it up or whatever way we can to like uh, keep these uh, brown people quiet. And um, I think there are certain things that we now practice or that we now use. Um, for example, the percentage rules or like the how much Indian are you is like kind of a weird thing to, I mean, I asked I, you earlier, you, you did seem happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a bad question to ask. It is. <laughs> so like, give me some numbers here. What are we talking? Yeah. Like, do you ever go up to a black person and ask how them like, black how are much you? are you? Yeah. <laughs> So What's a, yeah. up? I mean, some white person must have got in there at some point. They got a little action, huh? <laughs> yeah. You're asking, you 
you're asking me how much can you claim based on how much how who your parent fucked yeah. or who their parent fucked? Oh, my great grandma, she was raped, so you know I'm not as pure. It's like, yeah, fucking, exactly. Like, it's it's a very colonial structure that we you know we go by, yeah. and we also go we you know indigenous tribes were often matrilineal, which means the family line goes through the mother's side of the family. Whoa. But in the time of colonization. And the Catholic, like, Jesuits were the people who came to my tribe. Mm -hmm. So there's all these Catholic boarding schools. Same thing happened across indigenous nations that the Catholics came in, fucking stole the kids from the land, literally took them. Probably molested them, too, because they're Catholics. There's a lot of trauma, sexual abuse trauma, as there are in most Catholic communities. Yeah. Uh, Very much in Native communities, there's a lot of abuse, uh, uh, you know, trauma, and um, they, we call it generational trauma. All of yeah. these things compounded, we discuss it as generational trauma. But like, so the the, the paradigm shift of, of being forced into a patrilineal system um, and giving land to men instead of women and power to men in the tribe and instead of women, not necessarily power, but like we're imposing a patriarchal structure on a matriarchal structure, if that makes sense. And the men were like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Do you think they were like, wait a minute? Or like, oh, okay. I think it fucked with gender roles a lot. And I think like we are living, like you can talk to many indigenous people of various tribes and they will say like, we lived under multiple genders. We had a lot of fucking trans people. (laughs) Like the Lakota people uh, honor five genders. Really? Uh, Yeah. And what, five, can we? What are the five genders? This um, is how ignorant I, I am. I can't think past three. Imagine that the the middle one is broken up into three. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just seen more as a spectrum, and that's uh, amazing. Yeah, but that's true for most indigenous people. It's the stories that aren't told that we because they just let people be people. Yeah, because we impose this very colonial structure upon. This is how we live our lives now. We live in a very binary, white supremacist environment, paradigm. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how we think. The stories that we are told, we believe that they're true because these are what have been passed down to us and these are what being presented to us in, across all mainstream things. So, anyway, all of that is to say that there are like now behaviors that we take on appropriation, the percentage stuff, colorism, all of that plays into how in indigenous people the struggles of being an indigenous people every day yeah and you know it's the the most fucked up thing about it is a point of comedy for i don't know as long as there's been like vaudeville is like a sad indian is something people made fun of yeah and it is like it is just like the the indian crying i mean it's we see it in wayne's world like we've seen it you know but yeah. it's you know like i we've all I've, i mean i've laughed at it for sure i laugh at it too. but you know but the, when it comes down to it i mean i'm looking at this right now and it's a uh, suicide amongst native americans is higher than any other racial or ethnic group what yes yeah, oh my because it's a true depression. I mean, imagine how you would feel if you're one of the few people left of your, like, if if white if there was only like, if half of white people were gone, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, then it, but not even all of a sudden, because if you think about it, because like, all right, so it was ten million and now it's five million, and that's from fourteen ninety two. Mm-hmm. How many more? It's a, it's a number that I did not look up, but how many more white people are there than there were in fourteen ninety two? We've only went up. 
number is like huge. Yeah, it's a huge. So for for that to for it to go down like that, I mean, it's got to be like ten percent of what they used to be, you know, or what they should be. Yeah, and you just you know, your language is gone. Where's my people? They're gone. You know. Yeah, I think it, it's like it, like more than like the numbers that are causing this kind of great depression across Indian country. It's like the economic disadvantage disadvantages are very extreme extreme poverty extreme hopelessness and i would say generational trauma and i would say um again lack of fucking representation if you're not seeing your people reflected like in mainstream society like you have no musicians who are telling your stories. You have no artists who are telling your stories. And nobody, and maybe they are in your own community, but the second they get into mainstream community, everybody's like, who are you? I'm like, excuse you? Yeah. Bye. This is stupid. You know? Because there is such little representation of Native voices in mainstream stuff, it's so, imagine being a kid growing up on a reservation and just like, nobody's telling your story. What is the point? Yeah. Yeah. What can we do? Like, can we can we help fund like a screenwriting programs or music yeah. programs? I would like children? to be in that program. <laughs> um, I think that I <laughs> am. Um, I think that uh, you know, in the same way that we amplify, we work to amplify black voices in mainstream, you know, yeah. or Latino voices. I think the same thing applies. Like, we just need to support native issues. What the what the problem being like a. Uh, a Jew and we all know that we run Hollywood. And so coming from just the straight money aspect of it is they're not making it. I would guess because there's no money in it. And that's, you know, a problem with art in general. And, you know, now their only reason they're making all these like hip African-American movies is because Black Panther was the biggest, was the fifth biggest movie ever made. Yeah. You know, that's the only reason it's happening. You know, and it's so, so it's, and so if there's no money in it, no one's going to take the next step. I mean, you know, we all can look like saints right now because of all the extra, you know, the women that were empowering and the African Americans were empowering, the Latinos were empowering. But the truth is, they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't making a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, that's what's happening. So if the only way to make this happen, I think. Would be yes, you could support you know the schooling of Native Americans to learn you know the film school and artistic and and music, but the thing is you have to also make it popular. So yeah, you have I to like we, go out and listen to the music, and you got to yeah. watch the movies, and you got to go tell your friends I yep. read this cool fucking book. Absolutely, you know, and otherwise you, it, the word isn't going to spread. Yeah, and uh, you know I can me and Amber could do it to we're blue in the face. Thank God you're here, Jenna, uh, because <laughs> because otherwise we'd be you know uh, Taylor Sheridan, you know, in your opinion. <laughs> so you know? I mean, sometimes I think, but yeah, like the more we read and research, the more you are apt to be like, hey, this is fucking interesting slash fucked up. Like I'm going to talk about this with other people. Yeah. Um, I think that like I talk about being a native person a lot in my in the comedy community and that's how reduc- the women at Reductress knew to send you to me but it's like the it it's great to I feel like the people in my small vicinity of people are having more discussions about indigenous issues which a lot of times is about climate justice mm-hmm. like you know um um conservation efforts like we are stewards of the land yeah Mm -hmm. and uh we want to be seen as such and we are 
we need to be at the center of climate justice issues. And um, I think that the more yeah. people can take on climate justice issues that uh, with the understanding that there are people who are impacted by climate injustice, then like that I think is like a big way to yeah. work with indigenous communities and be an ally. I know when the Native Americans were living in Flint, the water was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show was <laughs> um. we have a whole list of quotes from native americans ed read us a fun quote i i because I, I knew this was going to be kind of a sad episode <laughs> it's so and so, sad. And so I, I i just i just google i was like we're going to need something to uplift because i couldn't think of brighter sides yeah give me other some, than lay so, on some tecumseh <laughs> and so i was just like you know what i'm gonna just look i've just googled native american inspirational quotes you oh, know yeah. so oh, we'll, yeah. So we'll see which what what uh what these uh what these people let us uh let us know. All right, so this one comes from uh Chief Joseph. Chief Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> we live, we die, and like the grass and trees renew ourselves from from the soft earth of of the grave. Stones crumble and decay, faiths grow old and they are forgotten, but new beliefs are born. The faith of the villages is dust now, but we will grow again like the trees pretty inspiring i mean i mean it's sad because he's talking about how all his people are dead yeah but it's incredibly optimistic to think we'll you grow know, again we're gonna grow again and yeah. we are coming yeah. back i would say that that's uh you know as a native person i think um being an in- indigenous person is uh has an interesting perspective on death dying in the ghost world <laughs> um just because it's a t- different paradigm it's a different way of understanding death rebirth and how we are connected to the earth do you believe in ghosts or is it like Fuck everything's yeah. just, okay cool, cool. Spirits. i believe in my ancestors man they are yeah. here yeah i gotta say I mean, if every like if you look across the world most pretty much every culture believes in spirits or ghosts and somewhat so maybe that's the one thing that's fucking true mm. i think so if ghosts were real do you think they're all bumping into each other <laughs> well no they could just walk through each other oh shit shit, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the physics of it baffle me quite honestly there's a lot of people that's been on this earth oh i like this one you ready for this a frog does not drink up the pond in which it lives don't Ooh. shit where you eat. Yeah, yeah. Who, or just, who did that one? Ancient Indian proverb. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know it's a dot and not feather? <laughs> that is the other thing I've been doing. It's I've told Amber before you got here. I was like, we got to do everything we can to not say Indian. Don't say Indian. It's the fucking. It's it's such an insult. <laughs> It's a, I it's think like, uh, it's so hard for me to d- distinguish because that the term has been used so much commonly that I think Native people usually use the term Indian when they're communicating with each other. Not like the N-word, but in a similar... What's up, my Indian? Re- <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> not to that degree. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... That's why I, whenever I see quotes, I'm always like, is it Indian or Indian? I don't know. <clears throat> Crazy Horse, you ready for this one? He's, uh, Crazy Horse, one of your people, right? Uh, yeah, Crazy Horse, and who uh, Jessica Chastain apparently really helped out. <laughs> she has red hair. Yes. So she, she felt like she was one of them. Yes. Uh, one does not sell the land people walk on. That's pretty badass. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, 
You tell that to the Jews. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole concept of land and like, this is my land. It's weird because you mm-hmm. didn't make this. Yeah, I think the idea of capitalism in relation to land is the weird part. That you think you can bot purchase it. If Imagine being a people who didn't use money as an exchange, as a form of exchange. Paper money. I mean, well, money's... I mean, we all know money's not real. Yeah. Money's weird. It's just but, like a made-up thing. But to but to live your entire existence using actual things to trade for things and to respect that we use this land and we take care of it so that we can continue to use it instead of just like drilling until we hit lava yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just burn it the fuck right up. Um, That's the whole thing about... It's common cl- sense. Common yeah. sense. The whole thing with climate change is I'm just like, you know what? Planet will be fine. Human beings will be gone. We'll I be hope. Dead. I, I think we're just a big virus. You know, I agree. We're a cancer. Yeah, we gotta I, go. It, 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 there'll be a, a big wipeout at some point. A wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> Is that gonna play as the new kids? <laughs> when the last human dies. <laughs> wipeout. Oh man. Oh, how about this? Keith, Chief Joseph, once again. I love this one. It does not require many words to speak the truth. Ooh. You stink. Trude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, before we we start trying to find brighter sides of this whole situation, and I'm, and I'm and I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to find some, even though you know it's a negative. Uh, the whole the well, whole thing's a I fucking shit something. show. Uh, did you spend in, as a child? How much time did you spend like on reservation? Um, well, my family is my, I was raised off of the reservation. Um, and my grandparents, um, my grandparents left their reservations. Um, I think just because it was not a place that they wanted to raise their children. Mm-hmm. There's was a lot of trauma from their past that existed there. Um, but I still have a lot of family that lives, uh, in Cheyenne river. Yeah. Um, and um, on the Rosebud Reservation as well, and uh, wildly different experiences. Um, but I've traveled there quite a bit in my life. Um, What's it like? Um, you know, it's interesting. Cheyenne River is not as economically depressed, I think, as Rosebud, but um, it's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know how. Mm-hmm. It's like the the land is amazing. It's absolutely magical and. It is. It feels incredible to be there. Um, I see the systemic ills playing out in the communities there uh, all the time. When we used to go back, um, my grandfather would he would go to grocery stores and buy like tons of food and deliver it to the elders in the community who didn't have running water, sometimes didn't have electricity. I wouldn't say that all communities are like that on all reservations. Every reservation is different. Um, I know that Pine Ridge, which is a Lakota reservation in South Dakota, is one of has one of the highest crime rates, one of the highest uh, like teen pregnancy rates. I mean, it's just really, really economically depressed. And it, when the it's also there's no when you say the high crime rates there's just no police there are tribal police and that's another problem with reservation um the life is that there are 
the tribe has its own jurisdiction over yeah. reservations. And so there is a lot of weird jurisdictional politics that happen between the state and the feds and the tribe. Yeah. And so, for example, to kind of highlight this issue, one of the issues that um, a lot of indigenous people are discussing currently is the issue of uh, murdered and missing indigenous women. Whoa. You can look it up, hashtag MMIW. <laughs> um but yeah, if you kind of go down that rabbit hole, you can read about the ways in which uh, human trafficking and um, uh, murder rates of indigenous women on reservations is really, really high. It's the highest in the nation in yeah. terms of like isolated communities. Um, and that is because of the the um, jurisdictional issue of not contain, not maintaining any data. There's no data being reported uh within like the violence against women act um federally there's no data being maintained on like the number of women that go missing and so you have communities of indigenous people who are just like so many of our girls have gone missing oh and my we gosh. can't we we have no support and nobody's talking about it uh so this is an issue that is happening in canada and the united states um and it's specific to indigenous communities and it has to do with um just the fact that like, yeah, there's like a lot of people coming into tribal communities to build oil pipelines, uh, you know, tran truckers. transit truckers, yeah. shit like that. That is like, it's, there's no way to know. There's no way to know, but we, but it, tribal communities know that it is not indigenous people who are taking other people away. Yeah. You know, it's all. And then they're not getting the money for fucking forensics and shit. Right. You yeah. know, and so no one's ever going to find out what actually happened. Yeah, I mean, we know that like rape kits in just mainstream of fucking society are aren't thrown being in the tested. trash. Yeah. yeah, just so how are you? You know, these are people who are have been underrepresented in every faction of our, our society, including the criminal justice system and what have you. So I would love to dive deeper into this issue with you if you would like to come back. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that we have only where our time is pretty much up, yeah. uh, and I think that we have only scraped the surface of of this. This seems like such a bigger issue that we. I mean, I personally need to learn more. I don't know much about. I'm uh, I'm impassioned by it because I hate the suffering of people, and it's just you know I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're criminals. I don't care you know who. But it's just it's. It's disgusting and it needs to be, you know, Indian reservations should be the only good thing that happens on the Indian reservation is a fish concert. You know, like. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's because you could do drugs. That's the brighter side, baby. Yeah, that's the brighter side. side. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to have lots of cool concerts and shit with no cops, basically. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the brighter side fireworks. of reservation. Yeah, yeah, fireworks and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, and so, I mean, what would you say as as a Native American? What is the brighter side of your heritage? Uh, what is the pride you feel? Um, I think the brighter side is that pride. I think there's like, you know, I feel like I have a bit of a warrior spirit in that, like, I feel proud that, like, we're still here and that mm -hmm. we are able to, you know, work. We are able to use the systems and structures of white America of like, you know, the federal government to be able to like really use those loopholes and that red tape to fight back. And we saw it in standing rock last year. Yeah. Um, 
which parents. is something I've, we could do a whole fucking episode just on that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we, we're seeing it in a lot of climate justice movements. So I think that there's like uh, a lot to be hopeful for in terms of indigenous communities in the United States and in Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel like, you know, that that is, I think it's just important. And it like is kind of like the fuel that keeps me going. I yeah. feel like if I were just like living in this society without understanding that I had a mission, I would be bummed out all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, it, in, right, it, it's awareness to yeah. me. It's, I mean, it's a, it's an easy cop out answer, you know, for a positive, but it is awareness. I mean, for every time that you get mad that someone's kneeling because of you know and not in a football game and not respecting the flag you know i mean know that you know you're rooting for the redskins (laughs) and so (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it's it's just it's so much of it has to do with respect that we still do not have uh it's coming back gradually i mean it's arriving finally gradually but it is it is not prevalent and uh i i do see it getting better uh but it is not there yet by any means uh the to be anyone positive that you meet there is so much to learn from native american people i had this uh uh substitute teacher when i was a kid uh we called his name was mr heavyhead uh, and he was an American Indian. He came dressed full garb every time he taught substitute. And then he would just throw out the lesson plans and teach us about, you know, local Seminole Indians and, and, and stuff like that. That's and, cool. And that was really cool every time. And like, yeah, some kids would make fun and whatnot, but you know, some kids always make fun. And, but it is, it is, there's so much to learn from these people emotionally and just, I don't, just fucking farming, you yeah. know. It's just, it's just there's so much to come, and we have not seen. Just like uh, the the ancient Indian proverb, uh, we have not seen the end, and <laughs> it is uh, there. There will be a, another rising, I hope. Uh, and Amber, ooh, bright side. Um, I mean, I I honestly don't know a lot about Native American culture, but I when I was a kid, I um I would go fishing and I was very good at it because I had the mentality of I am one with the fish and also I die and you eat me someday. And I feel like that can be kind of similar to a lot of, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why I was a really badass fisherman. So. Yeah. So your family, whenever someone died, they just threw them in the swamp. Just throw them in the swamps, baby. <laughs> yes. Gators pick them off. <laughs> num num. All right, guys. So this has been the first part of this. Um, thank you so much, Jana, for coming by. Thanks for having me. Uh, how would you like to promote yourself? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Jana Unplugged. Uh, I talk about a lot of native shit on Twitter and make jokes about it. Uh, I also have my own podcast called Woman of Size, which is about size-based discrimination and uh, indigenous issues. Man, that's one thing I'll get behind is yeah, fucking anti-fat life, <laughs> yeah. man. We're big, man. We're here. We ain't going nowhere because you can't move us. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, womanofsize.com. Um, 
Um, but yeah, I would love people to uh, continue to research indigenous issues and follow native people on Twitter and Instagram and just get to know more Indians. Well, let's do more of that here on the show. Um, I would love to do at least two more of these episodes. Hell yeah. I think there's so much to go on. I mean, between the fucking football thing and Standing Rock, uh, we didn't even touch on the stuff that's in that's in the history books. You know, we didn't fucking talk about Columbus yeah, and we Cortez. Cortez, we had You know, any of these goddamn murderers. <laughs> you know, and they and people need to realize, you know, what the fuck happened? You know, there's a race of people missing from the earth. We are America was not filled with white people when we got here. <laughs> it is, you know, so when you when you look at that flag, know that it, it is not the people who are from here's flag. And you're worshiping an invading culture. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. We're the brighter side, baby. Uh, we you know take a take a look at everything in the world and realize what's around you and what's so beautiful. And it, it's you know we're going into fall and you can really start to enjoy the new weather, the new breeze. And I like to listen to music. That's my own thing. But another thing I love is to listen to comedy. And we were talking about the Spanish Inquisition today. Maybe on our next episode we'll have some proper uh, Native. American music that you can bring in and we can share. Well, yeah, everybody look listen to a tribe called Red. They're uh, tribe called Red. Yeah, some like hip hop dance beats with the traditional uh, music. Wow, that's awesome. pretty dope stuff. So next time, tribe called Red. I'm yeah. gonna do some research. I'm gonna start listening to those guys. But taking us out today, Mel Brooks, the Spanish Inquisition. What Enjoy. a show! <laughs> Inquisition. Oh, what do we you know? Go. Let's face it, you can't talk about anything. All right, guys. I'm Ed Larson. That's Amber Nelson. This has been The Brighter Side. Jenna, you're a sweetheart. Thanks. I'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Bye, guys. All pay heed. Now enters His Holiness, Takamata, the Grand Inquisitor of the Spanish Inquisition. Takamata. Do not implore him for compassion. Takamata, do not beg him for forgiveness. Takamata, do not ask him for mercy. Let's face it, you can't talk him out of anything. Let all those who wish to confess their evil ways and to accept and embrace the true church convert now or forever burn in hell. For now begins the Inquisition! The Inquisition! Let's begin! The Inquisition! Look out, Sam! We have a mission to convert the Jews! We're gonna teach them wrong from right! We're gonna help them see the light and make an offer that they can't refuse! That the Jews just can't Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.